You fumbled the bag. I fumbled the bag. You fumbled the bag. I absolutely fumbled. My biggest thing with Katie is that I told her I want to break up with my sneaky leg. All right, rip all my clothes off right now. <laughs> she will bring up a dead person. I will bring up a ghost or a Katie corpse. will tell a story that is going to haunt you for years. <laughs> Okay, we're rolling. This episode is about to be a train wreck. Wait, is it actually recording? <laughs> oh yeah, the, the red dot's on. It's going. We're oh, live. Hold on, my mic's freaking out. Of all people, who who do you think bought the bad mic stand? Adam bought the bad mic stand because he was looking for a bargain. <laughs> I told him the exact link to buy from. He finds a bargain mic. I was like, look, Katie, I found a deal. I'm like, this microphone is like 70 bucks, and that's not even that much for a podcasting microphone that we're going to use for years. And you're like, let me find a bargain. I found a 30, $32.99 <laughs> <laughs> And stand. so one of our mic stands is so bad. It's a piece of crap. And at this point, we've been doing the podcast for over a year now. <laughs> like, we hit our one-year mark in October. Yeah. Beginning of October, end of September. We're veterans. And, like, we are veterans. Remember our theme when we first started the podcast was basically like, Oh, like, we're losing all the episodes. We're, like, having tech issues. In every single episode, we used to be, like, we're having tech issues, X, Y, Z. We're, like, sorry for last week, guys. In every episode, we're apologizing. The OGs will remember the apologies of the tech issues well, that we were having. And our very first episode, I feel bad for people that watch, or listen, sorry, from yeah. the beginning. Because our first episode, you can't even hear it. The volume <laughs> is way too low. We learned after that. Also, I think it's a good time to mention to the listeners that we are drunk. We are fucked up. We You can't tell them. We're drunk. I am hammered right now. <laughs> no, don't tell them. We Adam and I just went to a romantic dinner for two. We did. At Le Cuckoo. Le Cuckoo. Le Cuckoo. Je t'aime Le Wait, Cuckoo. Tell them Or j'adore. Tell them the significance of Le Cuckoo in pop culture, in just life. Okay, so Katie, I don't think you knew this, right? I did not know this. This was the first I was hearing of it okay. at dinner. Adam, walk us through this. Let me just tell the podcast a little history lesson. Right. Speaking of history. No, just kidding. We'll get to that later. Oh, we're gonna... Adam just... <laughs> My wine stand. Um, they'll hear about it later. We have a really good story for you guys. We have a good history lesson I gave you that involves Katie's recent dating life. Are you dating. already slurring? Are, you have your flashlight on on your phone. that's <laughs> <laughs> just laying on the couch. I don't want to hear anything from you. <laughs> no, there will, there's some no slurring here. No. So basically, Le Cuckoo, for all of you who have watched the or been interested in Anna Delvey, who was obviously the shyster who tricked a lot of very wealthy people into thinking that she was a Russian heiress, and there was a Netflix documentary about it. So based on a real story, she went to prison, XYZ. So... The whole story about her, if you're familiar with her, is that she lived in this hotel and basically conned all of these people surrounding this hotel. And she would always take them to a specific restaurant that was at her hotel and tipped the like host staff there a hundred dollar bill. She just like never paid the the restaurant yeah. either. She conned the restaurant and yeah. conned the hotel and didn't pay anyone. Exactly. And she right. always said, "Charge this like restaurant bill to my room." I'll wire you the money. Yeah, I'll wire you the money. I'll wire you the money. <laughs> And it's LV. And long story short, the restaurant that she was always referring to was Le Cuckoo. Which, which is, is where we went tonight. Exactly. And I didn't know until we sat down. And then you're like, oh, this is the Anna Delvey restaurant. I'm like, wow. Yes. So you guys may have picked up, I love my dining out, which obviously Katie does too. But like, I'm very into restaurants and I'm very into nice restaurants. And, yeah. Well, also not even nice restaurants. I just like good food. Like I'll eat at a McDonald's well, if they're serving me the best chicken sandwich in the world, but you which also, most of the time they are. You appreciate a good experience. I do. You like, like the places that you choose always have very good ambiance. Yeah. 
And I appreciate good ambiance as well, but I think what I lack is knowing where there's good food. Like, I would choose an ambiance over food just because I simply don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, this place is beautiful, so I'd go there, and the food could be crap, and I wouldn't, you know. Yeah. You find a good balance between the two. Yeah, and you guys may have picked up on this. Like, I'm very into spending my money efficiently, you know? Like, (laughs) I'm very into efficient spending. And my thing is, like, I could go to, like, a medium-tier restaurant and I'm just going to throw out random numbers, but let's say like on a per person, I'm spending $50 in a medium tier restaurant on my meal and I'm like decently happy with it, whatever. There's only so much more a very fine dining restaurant can charge you for the same like type of meal with an elevated experience. So yeah. like I would rather spend $75 a meal. So like $25 more to have an amazing, like elevated, nice experience <laughs> that I'm going to remember and like remember the experience XYZ, then spend the $50 on a medium experience, you know? Like the $25 more is worth it. Cause how much, how often are you going out to dinner and like having a sit down right. meal and no, it's getting like drinks special, and like the whole deal? We were celebrating good business recently. Yeah. The good, I mean, the podcast, like seeing all of your Spotify wrapped and tagging us today was beautiful. Yeah. And I will say, as you were talking about money, my brain was wandering because I don't really attach myself to these things. And I'm like, oh, Adam's talking about money. I'm just going to tune out for a second. Love you. But I realized that we didn't do the intro. <laughs> oh, my God. What? How did money make you think about that? Because when you start talking about money, I love you. And I ask you a lot of very valid questions about how I should spend my money. But when you start talking about it, and anyone, not even just you, literally any person, my accountant, anyone starts talking about money, I, my brain checks out. Like, I can't process it. I need it to be written down with a picture book or something. Like, I... I'm not an idiot, but I'm just You're not. You are such a smart businesswoman, but but Katie hates talking about finance. I hate talking about money. I'm so bad at it. So as you were saying that, I was like tuning out and then I realized that. Also, just that (laughs) even made me just think about it. Recently, we were in LA and Katie was like, hey, like I put all this money in my 401k. Oh my God. But I don't know, like. My SEP IRA. Yeah, your SEP IRA. You were like, I don't know if it's actually doing anything. My retirement money. No, I disguised. I just put money into my retirement fund and didn't invest any of it. Didn't do any. It's just sitting there. It's not in act. Yeah, that's the thing. It was literally just sitting there. (laughs) AKA, like, she put it in as if it was a bank account. And I was like, no, Katie, like, we need to actually... Pick out where that those that monies are going, you no, know. And it's not that I'm dumb. I just really, no. I thought I did such a good thing by putting this money away Which in my retirement. Did. And I think, okay, this is also just like <laughs> give that context. Is I think if you're not somebody who's in a corporate job where kind of all that stuff is kind of handled for you, like when I'm giving my money to my 401k, like I know that it's being automatically invested in different funds. From like your I, paycheck, from you can your choose paycheck. either like choose where it goes, or you can just say do it automatically. Mm-hmm. When you're self-employed and you have a million other things to worry about, which you do, like you run your business and you have all these different things that you're worried about, you have to do that on your own. Do your healthcare on your own, which you've talked about before. Yeah, I which pay my like healthcare, my health insurance exactly. every month. So, and I have to worry about retirement. Like I, I, I mean, obviously, I maybe want to retire. I want to retire someday when I can no longer, yeah. my thumbs aren't working anymore. I can't use Instagram anymore, but you don't think about that right now, especially as a self-employed person. Yeah. When you have like a million things. You don't like, I remember when I worked at L'Oreal, I thought about it because a percentage of my, my paycheck every month went into it, but then, mm-hmm. you know, you don't think about it. Anyway, welcome back. <laughs> I think it's your turn. Is it? It's your turn. I did it last week. Well, welcome back to another episode of Match Made in Manhattan with Katie, Colby, and Adam. We except, wait, people are probably this rate right in the episode. Like, where the heck is Colby? 
Is Colby dead? Is she is she sitting there bound up with her mouth tied with tape or something? No, like, I wish. I'm like petting hypothetical Colby oh. right now because I miss her. I miss our best friend. No, Colby is living it up. She's in yeah. at art. How do you say that? Basel? Art Basel. Art yeah. Basel in Miami. I think as I say it. If any people have... I, I've never actually been, I think it's so I Basel. Know. I think, I think ba- it's Basel. Basel sounds too much like Basel. But it's like B-A-S-E-L, I think, is Art Basel. Yeah. So I think it's Basel. Colby's on a work trip, but yes. a fabulous work trip. So yes. she is here in spirit. She's definitely listening to this when this drops and just laughing her ass off, hopefully. I know. We miss her. <laughs> we always, I feel like every time Colby leaves, I like texted Katie this morning and I was like, I miss Colby. And I texted no. Colby this morning and I was like, I miss you. <laughs> At dinner, I was like, I miss, I feel like <laughs> this is going to be a weird comparison, but you know, when like the parents go on vacation for the first time without the kids and you miss like, yes. you're like, oh, it feels like part of my heart. If you white lotus white lotus how daphne's like i miss the kids let's call them again i feel like that with colby and she's not my kid but i just feel like an attachment like we're family i know know? we are i feel like the trio of us three has become such like a family over the past year no we're such a family so we do everything together so it's sad when one one part of the trio just leaves the pack i know but she's here in spirit and don't you worry we have plenty of things to talk about (laughs) as you could tell we're like literally all over the board (laughs) even without our extra person we still are our third person i should say yes i'm like losing it we shouldn't have poured this wine <laughs> no we should have we always should pour the wine no that just this means is a life lesson always pour the wine always pour the wine because life is too short and it'll honestly make our stories better so i'm excited it will for where this takes us i mean where did oh oh wait go back to the restaurant i cut you yes. off because i you know well we went in like a hundred different directions so we went to okay back to lake cuckoo which back was the to, Anna Delvey restaurant, yes, which we explained. to the Anna Delvey restaurant where we had the most amazing three-course meal and... Guys, when I tell you... Like, so like, that's what I was saying about invest in an elevated experience. Like, if you're going to go out to dinner and you want to go out to somebody where you're celebrating, like, you don't go to these places every night. You go when you're celebrating something important. Right. So invest in the experience. Like, it was such an experience It for was us. expensive. It was an expensive place, but... Yeah, it was pricey. You, like, we had, when I tell you, four different waiters... Like, my napkin would fall potentially partially off my lap, and someone would be swooping in to give me a new one. I'm like, yeah. it didn't even go on the floor. And they're bringing me a new napkin. Like, like they want, you were there to have an experience, and they want that for you. And the yeah. waitstaff is so friendly and so oh nice. Oh, my like, God. I just loved, like, we, like Katie said, we had three or four <laughs> separate waiters. We walked in. Taking it from the top, we walk into this restaurant and like we're giving the people, the hostesses, who are so sweet, so great, our coats. And we're walking with the one hostess. Adam is telling her about the last time he'd been to the restaurant, which he'll get into. <laughs> but we're fully trauma. He is trauma dumping on this hostess and she is yes. just so She's just fun. taking it. I'm like, do you want to sit down with us? Like, <laughs> do you want to be our third person? Because like, you're kind of cool. You're listening to our... Adam was just talking about, I want you to tell them the story of the last time you're at this restaurant because yes. it was quite a time. It was, do you want me to start? The I want story? you to tell. I want you to tell it. I feel like I'm talking a lot. I feel bad. I feel like whenever I drink a little bit, I'm like, wait, I'm I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're just two instead of three, so I feel like we're talking more. I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to cut Katie off. I want to hear everything she has to I say. Was, I was perfectly. I was giving you. We're like we're so in sync, babe. I, I segued. We're perfectly aligned. I segued perfectly, but what I was saying was like the hostesses were so sweet, and we literally. I was like, this woman like wants to walk away, but she's not because we're just still talking to her about Adam's love life. Well, let's let's start <laughs> from the beginning. 
So basically, Katie and I were like, let's celebrate like all these good business things that are happening to us recently. And we were like, let's go to a nice restaurant and actually really celebrate. And so, um, but anyway, so I suggested that we go to this restaurant, Le Cuckoo, which is, uh, I don't even know where we were, Soho maybe or something like that. It was Soho. It was a French, was it French? French, exactly. French. But the last time I had been to this restaurant, which was on a date, which with, I literally cannot speak, with a guy (laughs) that I actually really liked and was really perfect for me. The podcast doesn't know about him because it was pre-COVID. Like right before COVID happened is when I went on my second or third date with this guy here. It was before the podcast was born. Yes, it was before the podcast was born. Before was the crazy. podcast was even a thought in our minds. You know how like parents are like, before you were even a thought in our minds. You know like it's minds. BC, it's BP, before podcast. Before, bef- no, BMM. before, I was Before say, Match Made. <laughs> before Match Made. Like, did anyone have a life before Match Made? No, Probably not. we didn't. We certainly didn't. But here we are. We've run out of dating stories, so we're like, let's talk about BMM before oh, match made. No, don't worry. I have plenty of dating stories for this yeah, episode. Yeah, I can't wait to get into Katie's dating you guys story after. stick around, please. Please stick around. Stick around, because we have some stories to tell. Speak. But no, but this is really good. This is yeah. really interesting. Like, th- talking about the the, re- you know, the potential situationships, relationships that are yes. long gone. Yes. That are in the grave. But it's kind of crazy, because it's something that I wish I could revisit a little bit. So I'll yes. get it. I'll, like... Three years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Katie and I were looking at my Instagram story archive because we were like, or archive, sorry. I don't you know just said was... archive, like chives. Archives, chives, put some chives on my sweet potato or on my regular potato. Oh my God, stop. Um, <laughs> well, Katie was going to get the steak and I was, and she was like, do you remember how big the portion size was? Because last time I came, which I'll get into the story about, I like had got the steak and I was like, oh, let me check my Instagram story. And I was like, wait, I had the last time I had been here was three years ago, which means the last time I had been on a date with this guy here was three years ago, which is crazy to think it was right before COVID. But anyway, so I was seeing this guy three years ago and I, his name is involved in the nickname we use for him, but I call him Hamptons. His name is but not, not Montauk coffee, but guy. it's not Montauk coffee guy, which is kind of funny because Monta Coffee Guy is a guy I dated who lives in the Hamptons. He's perfect for thing. me. Adam is a thing for the guys out east. Let's I, just say that. I guess any guy that doesn't live in New York City is apparently my dream guy. How did you guys meet? I forget. Um, was it Hinge? Raya? Something like that? We met on Hinge. That was when Raya was... That was when Raya hated you gay people. On Raya. And Raya refused to let me on for a year and a half. Adam, <laughs> Raya played hard to get with you. It, it really did. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little bitter, but it's okay. You know, we eventually we eventually made it on. But, like, not like I needed another dating app. I already had enough to deal with. But um, I think we matched on Hinge. And, or No, actually. <laughs> We matched on Tinder, of all things. Yeah. Wait, not to laugh, but, like, I haven't heard that in a while. Exactly. That's why it's. I think it's funny is because, like, there's so many options, like Bumble, Hinge, no, we have Riot, so many Elite, options whatever. Now. And, like, I feel like people always talk about Tinder as such a negative connotation. Is like, oh, it's a hookup app. But it was the OG. It was, but it is I OG. I was on Tinder in college. Yeah. Like, that because there was nothing else. I don't think it had the, the, the kind negative. of, like, negative hookup-y vibe. Right. I think that through, like, after COVID, a lot of things emerged yeah. or became more popular. Yeah. I do think so. But he and I matched on Tinder, and basically he is another guy that I just happened to date who is based out of the Hamptons. He lives in the Hamptons. He comes into the city every once in a while, and he's actually younger than me, which is kind of like a juxtaposition comparatively to the guys I normally go younger? for. Because you're such an older guy So that chaser. was actually kind of my issue with him is we never were able to pinpoint his age because on tinder you don't have anything referencing age he wait that's wait really yeah. on tinder you can't see someone's age yeah you can't see height you can't see the age and i 
I think, like, I'm such an expert stalker. Like, all my friends know that they can send me somebody and I'll find You didn't find him on LinkedIn? entire life story. No. He is, he's off the face of the no, planet. No, Adam, one of our friends sent Adam um, a guy recently and he found his dad. His dad. Oh, easy. That's chump his, change his for me. his home. And Adam's like the expert oh, stalker. Yeah. If I you guys d- ever need someone to be found, email uh, us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am a deep diver. Email like, us. I find every single intricate detail of a guy's life because... I don't want my best friends to be caught with some dud, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I'm i going to do a deep dive, and I'm going to figure out every single what fact about What constitutes a dud? Like, a criminal history? A hundred percent. Like, you never know, okay? No, it's true. Actually, you should look into those okay, things. Imagine West Elm Caleb rebrands himself, and you match with him because he he's attractive. Has. Are you kidding me? West Elm Caleb is definitely on, like in the wild right now. hundred percent. And you send him to me, and I immediately find... Do you he, think he West could have changed Elm, his name? Do you think West? I was just gonna say. Do you think he changed his name? If I were him, I would. What do you think it is? Like Connor? West Elm Connor. <laughs> West Elm, well, no, West Elm. He's gotten rid of every piece of West Elm furniture in his apartment. He is. He he's changed a, his name to Calum. He's a crate and barrel guy now. Calum. He's, he's he's a crate and barrel Connor. Yeah. <laughs> he's CB2 Connor. He's CB2, CB2 Connor. Chad. Chad. No, he would he would know better than he to would. name himself Chad by choice. But I mean, hey guys, I'm just giving an example. Like, let's say Katie starts dating this guy. His name is Chad. Crate and barrel Chad. I I do some research. I figure out he's a little bit harder to find some history on in the last two years and then somehow adam goes down his holes and he finds <laughs> that he's his, i love that he said down his holes yeah that was bad i mean no just kidding <laughs> that's the only thing i thought of you know like down the deep dark I don't know. okay stop it stop it i don't even know how i got on this tangent in the deep web okay so you were at like cuckoo with this guy who you wish you were but- okay so that was my okay so that's how we got into this so right I matched with him on Tinder. You don't know anything really from Tinder. Like there's such limited information. Like I only knew his first name. And eventually like he follows me on Instagram. We have, he has a very generic like first and last name. So it was honestly impossible for me to find really any information on him. (laughs) Um, But he was, I will say other than Montauk coffee guy, he's the sweetest guy I've ever dated in my entire life. But I was just so young and immature. And like, that was when I had really bad dating anxiety. And do you remember like every time I had a date planned with somebody, I would like cry the day of, I was in yes. the state where I just, I was so anxious You'd about dating. You'd be in the fetal position. L- no, literally. People would have to coach you into going on the date. Like yeah. you were so nervous about going on dates, which yeah. is completely normal, by the way. I know. But completely it's like, normal. Yeah. But you, you're, You've grown. Yeah, 100%. You've grown. So if anybody is like that or is listening to the pod, just know that I literally used to cry every single time I had a date. Like the day of, I'd just be like, I don't want to do this. I'm so nervous. And I don't really know what made me nervous about it. Maybe it was like a fear of it not working out. A fear of rejection. Fear of rejection, X, Y, Z. I think that's very fair. I still, to this day, like I feel like I'm much better now, Mm -hmm. but I used to get like really bad stomach pains before a date, like bad stomach pains and even like now i think it's one of those things where it hits me like when i'm in the uber yeah and i'm like should i just turn around and go home but i think that's totally normal yeah to feel that sort of anxiety yeah but so a couple three years ago yeah and it was right before covid too so like literally we started dating i think in january and he like i said he's based out of the hamptons he used to draw he used to also plan us the best dates ever like he would drive three hours from sag harbor which is where he's based out of which is ironic because that's also where my coffee's based, guys <laughs> you have based a out type. of i guess i do and they're based <laughs> out of sag harbor but um he would drive like three hours from sag harbor pick me up in my building take me on a really good date 
Um, and I just was super mature and I would like never progress the date. Like he took me to the opening of the edge in New York, like that Tell like, them what it overlooking, is. Yeah. Um, it's like a triangle that kind of like goes out and overlooks the entire city. And on a skyscraper. A, on a skyscraper, exactly. And there's a piece where you can stand over it and you can see, it's all glass. You can see below the city. Um, and he took me to the opening night of that. Would never let me, not that this is like super important, but never let me pay for a thing. And I always would be like, just like, let me pay for this. Like, I feel bad that you've spent so much money on me. And he was always like, I want to hang out with you. And this is yeah. me like really like, trying to make an effort and plan an XYZ. And so Le Cuckoo was one of the dates that he took me on. And I just remember, like, it was such a good date. And he was so sweet to me. And we ordered all the things that Katie and I ordered tonight, basically. <laughs> um, but it was a good date. And it's kind of funny because we walk into the restaurant and I go to Katie. I'm like, wait, he and I were leaving this restaurant. And the host insisted we get a picture in front of this bar. And it was the that was our third date. And it was the day that I decided I was like, I don't really think, like, kind of COVID was heating up at that point. I knew I was about to probably end up going home. So yeah. I think I was kind of like, realistically, this isn't going to work out for me. Like all my dating anxiety is leading also up to this probably not working out for me. So I knew it was kind of going to end soon. And the host insisted that we get a picture in front of this bar. <laughs> imagine, like he and I. Anyone listening, imagine you're on a date with a guy that you're not exclusive or like serious with. And the host insists you take a photo together. Yes. Like, insists. what would you do? What would you do? I was like, no, no, no. I think it's okay. Like, it's, it's totally fine. And then they're like, no, no, no. You both look fantastic. Stand right there. Give me your phone right now. It's on his phone, but we do have a picture in front of the I bar at Lake I'm so mad it's on his phone and not yours because I, I would know. die to see it. I would die to see this photo. I know. And then right after that, where did Katie and I get sat in the restaurant is the exact same table that he and I <laughs> sat in the restaurant. I was sitting in his seat though. And Katie was sitting in the seat that I sat in. And then it was the better seat. So he's such a gentleman. It was the, the he, booth is the better seat. If a guy, if you're going to dinner with a guy and he has you sit in the chair and not the booth, dump him. Yes. Rude. Dump him. The guy should always let you pick where you want to sit first. He should be like, do you have a preference? You should walk in first. Exactly. You should follow the host. And I think it's a red flag. Well, maybe like the first time it's fine. It's excusable. It's not a red flag, but I think it's like somebody needs to have manners. And I think that's a polite thing to do. Right. Okay. Well, I think it's a red flag, not a deal breaker. Yeah. Red flag, not a deal breaker. Exactly. Right. And I think maybe some people just don't know that yeah. so have them listen to this podcast and then they'll know i just think manners are so important like it's some- like when when you're walking down the street and if there's traffic like you're on the inside of the traffic the guy's on the outside of the traffic like i yeah. you know i'm a feminist at the end of the day but there's certain elements of chivalry that i still still subscribe to and that is one of them i just think manners are so important it's like yeah the, pers- a, the person well, you always offer somebody t- else the first. Right, like, it's a turn yeah. on, I think. Like, I, I don't think it's like a, a deal breaker, like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna see you it's again. It's like a bonus point. It's like extra credit. It's like, oh, this person has good manners? Wow. Yeah. That is sexy to me. Exactly. But anyway. Katie and I get sat in the same spot that he and I the sat same, in. The same, guys, there's like, how many tables at this place? Like 30, 40 tables? I think probably 40 to 50 plus. 40 yeah. to 50 tables. We could have and we, anywhere in that restaurant. What are the odds of that, Mr. Numbers? But what then, are the odds? Again, the odds. I went on a date with this guy three years ago. And then who comes up to our table is the same waiter <laughs> that I had with him three years ago. And I was like, should I ask him if he remembers me? you never me? did. I know, I never did. I felt bad because we also had, like Katie and I sat, like four different waiters. We had, we had a lot of attention on us. Yes. Don't you worry. Like, we... I felt very taken care of in this yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, we were so taken care of. But also, let me just say my favorite part about the entire experience for us is I tell the guy, I'm like, okay, last time I was here, I had the lobster, and I was obsessed with it. 
like should i get the dover sole instead which is this white fish and i really like seafood katie hates seafood but like i was like Hate. i love to try different uh foods or whatever and he was like well you know like you could stick to what you know which is the lobster or you can try something new which is the dover sole and i was like okay i can't even decide like can you just surprise me and then when he surprises me he surprises me with the thing that's new but then gives me a piece of the dish of the lobster that i had last time the and it's old like, a little bit old. of old a little bit of new and that's what he said he was like i wanted to surprise you with the new but i also wanted to give you a little bit of the taste of something you, you know you love is that a metaphor i don't know is it that must be. metaphoric it was beautiful like something new but old it's like on your wedding day when you're supposed to have something blue something old something new some wait i've never heard something blue something borrowed and something new okay and something old i don't know okay i know something blue is in there (laughs) but something old something new something blue something borrowed i don't think i've ever heard that but but can an old and borrowed be the same thing anyway but you know what i mean it's like infuse it infuses both Old and borrowed could be good. Should Vivrell sponsor us? Wait, with what? <laughs> Something old and borrowed. Vivrell. An old Chanel bag. Holler at us. <laughs> well, we're accepting sponsors. <laughs> no, but my desperation is that this guy that I used to date, Hamptons, whatever his name was, I need to get like a proper nickname that I can Wait, actually refer we need to a him in the podcast. We'll call him Le Cuckoo. <laughs> okay. What, what's Le Cuckoo mean? The little bird, I think. Really? Or the pigeon, maybe? Or <laughs> the pigeon. Well, because the... Cuckoo is definitely something bird, I think. Cuckoo! And la is the... Well, okay, le cuckoo. Translation. Translation. It might just be little bird. Oh, the cuckoo. That's what it translates to? The cuckoo? Oh, but cuckoo is a way of saying French and... Or hello in French. <laughs> cuckoo? I've never... Cuckoo is a way of saying hello in French. Bonjour. Bonjour. But le cuckoo... French to English is the cuckoo, which a cuckoo is a bird. Okay, so the bird. Okay. So we'll call him the bird. The bird. But I hope, um, well, so what we were hoping was Adam would post this on his Instagram story that he yeah. was at Le Cuckoo and the said bird. the bird would DM him. Yes. Have we gotten any action yet? I don't know. I haven't checked. You haven't checked? See, my thing is, <laughs> I am so, like, he was perfect for me. Like, if Montauk Coffee Guy was perfect for me, this guy was similarly if not more perfect for me and i why how so kate give me some i never met him i was like out of the city but at this point i feel like yeah so i need some details as to like why is he perfect for you okay so i think when i okay so i think a common misconception is that i need like a rich guy i honestly think like that sometimes that's how i come across on our episodes on my Instagram, whatever. You need a guy who's passionate about his work, and but that doesn't mean he's rich. My thing is, I don't need, like, I have my own money. Like, I worked super hard in my career, which you know, like, I yeah. don't need somebody to provide for me, but I need somebody who has common goals. You know, like, I'm not interested in, like, being a provider, and I'm not interested in somebody who's not super motivated. Someone and who's on the same playing field exactly. as you. Like, I want someday to be able to not worry about, you know, like, being able to put my kids through school. College is freaking expensive. Like, I don't want to, you know, have to worry about something like that. But you're going to shoulder half the burden. Exactly. Like, I want to work. Or not I, the burden, the responsibility. I, I could not be a stay-at-home. Maybe, like, I can go on paternity leave and, like, raise a kid for a little bit, <laughs> yeah. but I could not not work. Like, no. I'm super passionate about my career. I think we're both the same yeah. in that way. Like, I feel the same way. I, I want a guy who's driven by whatever he does. It doesn't matter how much money he makes and I mean that truly. Like, I just need someone who's passionate about what they do and yeah, I don't want to be the sole provider either Yeah, unless something happens. Like, I would like to have a teammate 
Like yeah. that's what you look for. I think anyone would feel that way. I, yeah, I want a partner. I want somebody right. who's literally going to partner with me for my goals. And I know that yeah. some of my goals are like, I want my kids to be able to have all the opportunities that they could possibly have. I want them to get a good education. Right. I want them to be able to do whatever they want. If they want to go to a camp that's happens to be super expensive, but it's like acting school, if they want to be an actor or something like that, like I want to give them that opportunity, yeah. you know? Yeah. So set them up for success. Exactly. But also like, I want have my own goals. Like I want a house in the Hamptons. Like I love Montauk so much and I want a house there and it's really expensive. So, you know, I have my own goals too. And I know that to get to those goals, I need somebody who's on the same like wavelength as I am in terms yeah, of those goals. I think that's right? Very fair. Yeah. Very fair. And so with little bird or the bird, whatever he's little, we're calling him little bird. I know. I don't know why I called him that. What, I was thinking of Game bird? of Thrones. Are you big bird? He's little bird. <laughs> Definitely not, but <laughs> <laughs> incorrect. Um, but you know, the bird he was definitely on the same playing field like he had the same goals as me and so he, what happened what happened the people I, were dying my to know. anxiety just like i know that three years later like everyone's like okay so how did so okay i know your anxiety i know that but like what so did you just stop responding to him like how did it go down so basically how it happened is we went on the last date a week later is when the world shut down Right. Like literally a week later is when they were like, stay at home orders, you're home, whatever. At that point, Alex and I were still in the apartment. We were kind of like, should we go back to Maryland? What should yeah. we do? Everyone was in the same boat of yep. like, what do we do? What and do we do? I think he and I were just texting. And then I honestly, I did the worst thing I could have done. I stopped responding. Wow. So I was the... You ghosted. I was the catalyst. It was my fault. I mean, it was your fault. But I will say at that point, a lot of people were panicking. Yeah. So I don't think it'd be the worst thing for you to reach out again now and be like, I'm sorry about how things ended. Like things were really crazy. Well, I will say, I don't think I he, think it's forgivable. Yeah. You I, know, he didn't, he definitely didn't hold a grudge for it. I think it was kind of just like a crazy time. Right. Cause we have been Instagram DMing kind of recently. You still are in communication. Yeah. You're not going on dates, but you're still exactly. messaging at the beginning of this year he and I were supposed to get drinks in the city and like kind of reconnect. Okay. So I, I really think that the door is still open. It is hundred percent. But I think that you have to push the door open more I do, because like this guy is open gonna, a crack and yeah. you got to open it more. Like at this point, this guy is kind of like, okay, Adam literally goes to me and let me just preface. He was doing the <laughs> sweetest things ever for me. He drove three hours from the Hamptons to pick me up. That's crazy. Take to me, me to breakfast in Connecticut. In Connecticut. He planned this whole hike like around the town. He was like, I figured we can go like walk around this town. When I love we a can planner. go on a hike. I love like, a guy that plans things. It's was, nice. Yeah, it was it was literally a picture perfect date, like the most beautiful thing that could have ever happened. And I just You fumbled the bag. I fumbled the bag. You fumbled the bag. I absolutely fumbled. And you know, it's very sad. But I'm hoping that it'll <laughs> revisit. And you know, if he doesn't reply to my Instagram stories of Le Cuckoo, then guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna send a picture of the bard a little bird. <laughs> or the bird. I need to start I, calling him I little bird. I hate this guy's nickname. I hate it. I know. I keep calling him little bird. So you're gonna send him a photo of you're the gonna, bar. You're gonna text it to him. Don't DM him. That's so shady. <laughs> text him a photo. You have his phone number. Yes. Text him a photo and say, this reminded me of our date, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be like, remember when we came here in the bar, in the And if host he doesn't want to, you know, keep like, have things go from there, like he'll make it known. 100%. My vibe these days, now that I'm like kind of over this horrible dating anxiety I was having and I'm getting so much better at like putting myself out there on XYZ. Right. I'm so into the fact of like, you have nothing to lose. You know? Literally nothing. Only things to gain. 100%. You literally... Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? This guy's never going to talk to me again? At least I can say to myself that I tried. At least you're not 
still over here wondering what could have been because the doors then closed. Yeah. I think the worst thing is not getting closure, which happens a lot where you yeah. feel like you don't get full closure. So I think a lot of times you have to make your own closure yeah. if you don't get it from someone else. But if you have an opportunity to get it from someone else, you should. Exactly. And you can get it from him. Tis the season for toasting to health and happiness. The two things we're looking for all times of year, but especially around the holidays. As we're looking forward to those holiday parties with friends and families and celebrating, we also want to ensure that we're keeping on top of our health. No matter how you're embracing the holiday cheer, guys, AG1 is a one-minute, once-a-day habit to help you take ownership of your health and fuel your joy. What could be better? So approaching the holidays, it's super important to be on top of your health regimen. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness, and it's the one thing with the best things. We love AG1. It's something that I and Adam and Colby do every single morning before we eat, before we exercise. Our AG1 in our eight ounces of water, shake it up, drink it, it tastes delicious, and it provides not just the pre and probiotics that are essential for creating and maintaining a healthy microbiome, but the adaptogens that keep the gut-brain link steady, the multivitamins and the minerals that offer a boost of support for your immune system and stimulate digestion and more. And I think something that's important to note is that tons of people take some kind of multivitamin. It's really important to choose, you know, one that's super high quality, has all the ingredients that your body needs, and it's super easy when you're just taking one thing that supports so many different health benefits. One and done, and it tastes so good. One and done, support your immune system, support your health system. It's super great. And so to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash matchmade. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash matchmade to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We love you, Athletic Greens. Thank you for sponsoring and back into the episode. So you know what, guys? Like, revisit open doors. I told Katie I'm in this whole phase where I'm like, like I'm going on a date on Friday with this guy that I haven't seen in yeah, over Yeah, use some open doors that you're still... um trying to figure out whether you want to close it or not my biggest thing with katie is that i told her i want to break up with my sneaky link <laughs> adam wants to, adam should break up with his sneaky link yeah i'm you, over he's him he's still your sneaky link after all this time for a reason yeah you guys haven't gone on a real date no so he's texting me tonight too yeah i think you should um not respond i agree are you responding right now no i'm just looking to see what he texted I'm me i'm just wait you know <laughs> that tiktok sent i'm i'm not gonna do it girl I'm not going to do it. I'm just thinking about it. I'm just thinking about it. I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember the exact wording. I did it. But anyways, now that I'm looking at my wine glass and I've been talking about my crazy dating life for the past... Wait, but I love hearing it. I feel like the last few episodes have been me talking about I know. my failed meet cute that's and the it's only been reason i felt fine about like no it's carrying i was so excited and i realized as i like was editing the last few episodes i'm like i'm the only one talking i was so excited and you I know, know i feel bad i hate when katie feels like she has to carry with her day okay this is the issue that katie and i were talking about about like we love being able to share our dating lives and all these things oh that's the beauty of guys. this podcast i love sharing it i think it's so fun to be able to talk about it but the worst thing is when you talk about it and you're so excited about it and it ends and it ends which is what happened to me and then everybody's like damn <sighs> i mean thought that was going to be the one the thing is though we try to keep it super real yeah and we'll never sugarcoat it and i feel like this is really the only way to like you guys follow along each episode and you really are like along with us as it's happening in real time, which I think is really cool Yeah. because a lot of like TV shows, like I'm watching like the Kardashians and like other shows, 
you see things that happened like last year and you're like, okay, I'm like, I feel like I'm along for the ride, but it's already happened like a year ago. This stuff is like in real time. So it's a unique experience. And, you know, I mean, we the, try to keep it real. The pod really is getting in in real time. Like we record one to two days before we yeah. release an episode. Yeah. So, so you, you guys, guys are, get all the latest and greatest. You're stuff. getting it fresh, fresh off the uh, presses, hot, hot off, off the, the press, press. <laughs> hot off the presses. Um, that being said, so after, if you guys have um, not been following along, I was going on some good dates with this one guy who I thought was promising and things were going great. And he let me know in like a long winded text that he pretty much just wanted to be casual. But this is after knowing this guy and going on consistent every week dates with him for like two months. And I'm like, this is okay. This is going well. This is going well. And then he was like, let's just be chill, which And I will say it was unprompted by me. Like I wasn't even interested in like putting a label on it. Like I didn't even see that being a conversation I would bring up relatively soon, but it, it skeeved me out a little bit. I'm like, okay, if you're already like putting the brakes, you're, you're putting the brakes on when I wasn't even, I didn't even like give you a reason to, that was kind of like a red flag Mm -hmm. for me. I was like, oh, so is this where you're kind of saying like, oh, I don't see you as being ever someone I could see seriously like I when I go on dates with someone I'm not so much obsessed with the timeline of like when it becomes serious or like how many dates I have to go on before I have the conversation about like what are we like I'm not interested in that at all I'm more focused on like I'd rather like I want to go on another date with this person again and again if I see this going somewhere in the future yeah and like there's no numeric like number of dates amount of time that I need in order to know like are we serious like it's just a feeling you get I think and like it shouldn't I love when I hear people on podcasts saying like the what are we conversation like you don't necessarily need to have like a very serious conversation and like I think that sounds like my worst nightmare like a guy being like what are we I think I'd rather die I think it needs to be something that like very organically comes up or like he just refers to you like one day he just refers to you as his girlfriend and you're like, whoa, like some people like a more romantic, like, will you be my girlfriend? I don't really need that. I think like after you get to a certain point, it just kind of like gets to that point. That's just personally what I want. This guy just with the long, like if you guys saw this text, (laughs) If you saw this it was text, a novel. it wasn't just like a little paragraph, like, I think you're a great girl, but I just, I kind of want something casual. It was like... It was a novel. There were commas. It there was were... multiple chapters. <laughs> I'm like, this guy... And there was, I was chapter one, which is like, I think you're a great girl. There was chapter two. And let me just tell you, chapter one was, I think you're a great girl. That was the title of the chapter. Okay, that's not even the content of the chapter. The content of the chapter was four to five paragraphs. Oh my God. And then there was chapter two. There were indents. There were indents. <laughs> there was periods. There was punctuation. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. So that was just like, and I really do respect him for that. I do think like I'd rather that than just like a, a fuck boy, like three, you know, the way it was clear it was ending okay to Mm -hmm. me at least and i think he was just being nice and he really just should have said he wasn't interested in me like i really think he was just trying to be nice and he knew with the effort he put into this message that i would get the picture and get the hint and i have anyway long story short i don't want to talk about him anymore because that chapter is closed and I, I'm still like looking for just I'm looking for something uplifting something fun like I'm not looking for something serious 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 right now but I am after that 
after that, that kind of changed your perspective on what you're looking for. Oh, it changed my perspective. I mean, not. I just. I didn't want to like fuck around with this guy. You were interested in him into the like you guys it's, that was your first time going on more than three dates with one guy i've never gone on more than three dates with one guy yeah. like ever which is a big and deal so for this you. was new to me and it was almost going into the direction and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this where i felt like he was checking a lot of boxes and i was like is this how it's supposed to feel like after three or four or five dates where you really get into like the nitty-gritty of like someone's life and like like, is this how it's supposed to be? And I was like, okay, maybe, like, I've never gotten this far before. So now I have something to compare it to, mm-hmm. which is good. Like, I'm finally giving people a chance, and I'm not writing people off, and I'm opening up my heart. So it's it's honestly great. Exp- like, I'm, yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Yeah, it, it hurt. And yes, like, I was upset about it because I took it very personally. Yeah. But it's over. Which and is totally fair, by the I way. I gave myself, like, four or five days just to, be with myself, be with my friends, and just not think about it. I think the worst thing you can do is like jump back into dating like really, really quickly after that. Yeah, like, you needed a break and you took it. And I'm I'm saying really, really quickly, like the next day, like go and <laughs> hook up with someone. Like I don't know if whatever you need to do to heal or whatever to move on. Yeah, you do your thing. But I gave myself a week and then I was like, I moved the apps back. They were on my last page. I moved them to my second page. Yeah. And I started going through them, was looking around, I was like at first, I was like, oh, everyone sucks. <laughs> and then I was like, Katie, come on, relax. And I found this guy and we went on a date. We've gone on two dates now. The first date, yeah, we had a whole week long po- podcast hiatus. So I didn't get to tell anyone about this. But we went on a first date to a bar. And this guy, the reason why I swiped right on him was because I think he's really cute mm-hmm. and just like, looks wise is what I'm looking for but he also just seemed very so something I find to be such a green flag on dating apps is when they it doesn't they they don't take themselves too seriously which I know is like a guy's prompt like every straight guy on hinge or bumble or wherever is like um something that turns me on when a girl doesn't take herself too seriously and has a sense of humor but like truly when you can tell a guy like yes he cared enough to put himself on the dating app like he's on the dating app Mm -hmm. but and he you know made thoughtful replies but he's not trying to show off like he's not showing every photo of himself in an expensive place in an expensive outfit like on an expensive trip like he's just showing himself with his friends like being normal yeah which i thought was really nice because i think i I don't know, not that I've like gotten tangled up in guys that are like really showy in the past, but I just know through experience of dating people like that, that that's not what I want. Like I want, yeah. I want a guy who's just very, like he's, he's relaxed, he's chill, he cares about the things he cares about, but he's not over the top. Like he's not going to show up, show up in like a better outfit than me. You know? I think like, you just, yeah. I mean, like I'm just thinking about like Golden Sachs guy and I feel like he was kind of, Oh five, my God. The guy, guys, you know? I don't even know if they know about him. They don't, for sure. We I, okay, this guy that I... I think, like, the only other guy in New York that I ever got close to, like, potentially dating... Yeah. ...was this guy that worked at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> this course, episode's theme is, like, pre-MM. This, <laughs> this episode's theme is, like, Before digging up the grave. Like, digging up the past. But this guy, like, I was really into him. Even all through COVID, we still talked because... I don't know. We 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 were like talking on. We were Snapchatting because mm-hmm. that sort of guy. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, this guy cares so much about money and about like it. Just felt like I would just maybe somehow fit 
into a very small part of his puzzle later on in life but like it wouldn't be like I would have no say in like anything yeah. or like this guy I was just like an accessory yeah. to I his life. I think it's a very fair way to put it. And I I don't ever again want to be an option to someone when I can be their priority. And I'm just saying like this isn't immediate. This is over time. Like if I can't even see that being a potential that I'll eventually be this person's priority mm-hmm. and like they could marry me. Like I know that's so far away, but like you you have to start thinking about that a little a little bit. Like yeah. I mean I think that goes back to the topic we were talking about earlier where we're just we're interested in finding somebody who's a partner. Yeah, I want someone, I don't want someone to provide for me. Yeah. I want someone who will support what I do and not think it's funny or like yeah. a weird thing. And that was the best part of going on this date with this guy who we're going to call him Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. And I'll let you guys know why in a little bit. I went on this first date with Ben Franklin and Something that struck me right away was, so this always comes up on every date and it comes up, I'm sure anyone listening, like they always ask you like, oh, what do you do? And that's a normal question to ask. Like, what do you do with the, I don't know, nine hours of your day that you're like sitting at your desk or like wherever at the office? Like, what do you do? I think it's a really important question to ask. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I always freeze up. And internally, I'm having a million things running in my brain, in my brain, my brain, (laughs) my brain, brain. (laughs) in my brain, my turkey brain, in my brain, I'm thinking like, okay, do I spin this like I'm in social media? Because on my profiles on Bumble, on Hinge, on anywhere, it says that I I work in social media and it's very vague only because I just, I I prefer to explain it in person, Mm -hmm. not because I'm ashamed of what I do, but just, I think I'm better at explaining it than just saying influencer, like but also, you're so much more than the influencer I'm stuff. More, like, you have so much business ventures. I yeah. also have my Patreon. You know, I do other things. So that's why I prefer to explain it. Yeah. So I say I work in social media. And so he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well... And I go into my tangent of <laughs> all... <laughs> Katie's elevator pitch. All the random shit that I've learned to say that... Like, my whole, like, spiel that I've learned from every other date I've gone on. And I gave him the typical spiel. And I was like, I... You know, I started, I, I pretty much was like, I, I came to New York, I was working in marketing at this beauty brand, and I eventually decided I wanted to be an influencer, but I had started my influencer career back when I was 14, and I gave the whole, whole spiel. Yeah. And... Katie went from zero to 1,000. I, like, make a point to, like, I'm, like, losing eye contact with him, like, I'm not looking at him, because I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, he's probably freaking out over there, he's probably like... Because, only because, guys, I've gotten this treatment in the past. Like, I've gotten... I had a full-on date, which I talked about on the podcast, where a guy heard what I did for a living and was like you were perfect until you told me what you did for work yeah and you're you definitely have ptsd from that yes and so now i'm really worried like and i think anyone can relate to that if you have a a career that maybe like people don't understand or like you're for i don't know anyone's ashamed to say what they do like i'm sure i'm not the only one who feels that way anyway like there's any sort of like stigma against what you do or towards what you do so i told him that and he like almost like looked relieved or happy or like mm-hmm. pleased to hear it because it turns out that his job works closely with influencers in yeah. a different industry but like he he understands me 
And right off the get-go, I was like, this, like, it was a weight off my shoulders to know that this person, like, not only knows what I do and, like, gets it, but, like, gets it enough to work with me, people like me, every single day. He was basically like, I work, oh, I work on the other side of that, Like, he knows, yes. So, he knows. And that was an instant relief because anytime he asked me about any question, like, I said something and it wasn't like I had to deep dive explain Mm -hmm. or try to dial it back so it didn't sound overwhelming, like oh, I went to this like this movie premiere, but I usually will be like, I went to this movie screening. Like, I make it sound less exciting just yeah. because... Or well, you, less, you want to seem like you're bragging about less it. Less truthful, or like yes. So at the end of the day, I'm less tr- yeah. truthful because I'm trying not to overwhelm this person with what is a very fundamental part of my life, like yeah. what I do for work. So that was all already like a weight off my shoulders. Like, And he was just very chill. I think... <laughs> I walked into this bar. He planned this, um, I stayed at this like bar that I've never been to before. I really liked it. It was very nice, but I got nervous. I was like in the car on the way there. And I was like, is this too soon? Like I just got rejected. Like, <laughs> why am I doing this to myself? No, again? it's good. You put yourself back out. No, there. that's what I told myself. I'm like, yeah, will I regret? W- will it be the worst thing in the world? Like out of a 24 hour day, I'm spending an hour and a half minimum wait also it was right before thanksgiving too so like worst case scenario you were gonna go home anyway like right i could have like yeah but i'm glad that i I had myself do it because i met a great person out of it i don't know because i i do feel like my hopes always get up with every person i'm with not that i'm gonna like marry them and like take their last name but i just like hope that it'll go how i want it to or like I'll feel in control. I think that's just because I'm a, I'm a control freak at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I like knowing what is going through someone's head. And if I can't figure it out, like, well, I, I freak out. I also think we thought that meet cute was a specific way and that, like, felt a specific way. And then obviously he, it was thrown for a complete loop, which is you, why now I think, like, what yeah. the heck, man? Like, now it's important for you to be able to control, like, whatever comes next in terms of guys you're seeing. And I don't want to control the guy. I just want to like... You just want to know what's going on. I want to protect my heart, I yeah, guess. Yeah, which like, is fair. You were so sad. I was just disappointed that like... I took it very personally, not that I was like in love with this guy, but I'm like, am I really like... <laughs> this is going to sound really depressing. I'm like, am I not worthy of love? Like, am I not worthy of something real? Like, someone deciding, like, choosing me because it feels like I'm not. Like, it feels like, it feels like you're literally playing, you're getting, you're in elementary school, middle school, you're playing dodgeball, and you're trying to pick teams, and you're the last one picked for the team Mm. every single time. And you have to be, you're the one that everyone knows, like, you're still on the team, but everyone knows you're the last one picked. Yeah. Like, that's how you feel. And I think that's the shitty part about dating is, like, it is kind of a numbers game. Like, some people just get lucky and the first person they ever date just happens to be the one that they end up yeah, falling in love with and having the rest of their lives with. Like, we are kind of in the unfortunate, not lucky crew that, you know, has to make it a little bit more of a numbers we game. We have to work a bit. Yeah. Date more people and, like... And it doesn't mean that we're not out there. It doesn't mean that we're not as great as those people that yeah. are just very lucky and find their person quickly. 
it just is going to take a little bit more elbow grace for us. Yeah. And I think you just have to remind yourself of that. It's like, it's not you. It's, I think at the it's end the of, system. It, no, it kind of <laughs> is though. Like, yeah, but it's because it's not them either necessarily. Yeah. Like we don't blame them. It's no. just like it didn't click and that's okay. But like, it just sucks to realize yeah. another thing didn't click. And in some you know? capacity though, we are the same way. Like there are guys that have been interested in us that were kind of like, Eh, I don't really know like how right. sure I am no, that person right. and like maybe I'm gonna like wait two days to text them back and see if they just stop responding to me or like not be super as into it as clearly yeah, they are but I'm glad that I got myself back out there which is the best you can because do because I went situation. on these dates with this guy and I think like at the end of the day dating like we have so many other things we do in a day that's like stressful dating should not be Yes, maybe the first couple dates, three dates, like you're anxious, but it's a personal anxiety. Like this person should not make you feel anxious, like because they are a certain way. Like yeah. you should feel comfortable with them. And if they do make you feel comfortable, that's when you go on another date. Like mm-hmm. that's what you're kind of looking for. You're measuring each date you go on. So first date at the bar. Very nice. Love. Great convo. It was a good bar, honestly. And I thought, I walked in, you never know what a guy's gonna look like. Because yes, a girl has like a million updated photos. You never know what a guy's gonna look a like. A guy has like him and 16 of his friends right. in one photo. Right, and they could be old photos. You it's never know. It's a photo know. from 2014 it when is, he was on the high school football team. Like, it, none right. of it makes sense, you it's know? It's such a gamble because also like this guy could have like five different haircuts in the, in the photos. And you don't know. You don't even know who he is, actually. You have no idea who you're going on a date you with. Have no idea. It's literally like... I mean, dating apps, yes, you get a little picture into their life, but you, it's pretty much a blind date. Yes. Pretty much, you know. Honestly, that's a great business venture because I think straight men need help on their dating profile. <laughs> they need a consultant. They need a consultant to help them, and I am here for it. But, like, here's the thing. I don't like when a guy's, like, clearly had a photo shoot for Hinge. He doesn't even need that. He just needs somebody to go through pictures of him and be like, yeah. this is a good picture of you. This shows your personality. This shows you, yeah. just you, no other friends. I mean, don't you, like... Even with gay hinge and Tinder, sometimes <laughs> I'm going through and I'm like, I can't even tell which one you are. No, I, I saw like, I saw, so what, I think we've talked about this before and I heard this somewhere else. I think it was like call her daddy way back in the day, but they were like, look at the guy's worst photo. And that's, that's what he's going to look like. That's what yeah. he's going to look like. Like of the photos you see on his profile, look at the the one that you consider to be the the worst, which yeah. is mean to say, but like the one that we were like, okay, this is not your best photo. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's going to look like. So I looked at like what I consider to be like, okay, this is like, you know, you're with another guy. Like, it's not like a solo shot, whatever. And I was like, okay, I think he's cute. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. And he seemed, like I said, he just seemed like really chill mm-hmm. and not like a fuck boy, not overcompensating. I'm like, this is what I need. We get there. And it was one of those kinds of bars which I've never been on a date at a place like this. I mean, it's a very classic bar style where like they aren't there aren't waitresses and waiters. It's like you have to go to the bar to get drinks and you bring it back to your table. Okay. So I get to the table and it was really relieving to me that I walked in and he looked exactly like his profile, like his face, like his hair is a little different, but his face looked the same. I recognized him like from his profile. He was cute. I'm like, thank so God. So it looks like his profile. It's That's just like a, a sigh of relief that you get when you see you're like, okay, yeah, thank God. He looked like his profile and he's cute and he looks normal. Like, thank god and you walk in and or i walked in (laughs) you're with me guys you're with me at this point (laughs) the pod is with us the pod is always with us and we walk up to this i walk up to this chew top he's sitting like in great the like it was almost like i walked in the door 
expecting to have to look around and be a little bit nervous to like figure out where he is. Mm-hmm. But I saw him right away. So I walked right over to him. We hugged the normal thing you do when you like go on, you hug the guy, hug the girl, whoever. And give a little intro. And I was going to, I thought he was going to like sit down. We're going to sit down. He's like still standing. And I'm like, why are you still standing? And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to get us drinks. <laughs> so oh, like, that's kind of cute. But I was like, um, he's like, what do you want? And I'm like, oh my God. Um, Katie said the filthiest martini you can possibly well, find in this establishment. But I wasn't sure if we were in like a beer wine mood or a cocktail mood. So I was like, okay, what's the vibe? He's like, whatever you want. I'm like, oh my God. Extra dirty vodka martini, <laughs> extra chilled glass. Katie goes the literal dirtiest martini you can find in this place. Like pour the martini on the floor, scoop it up with a martini glass. And that's the one I want you to serve me. Dunk it into <laughs> the saltiest saltiest ocean you know she of. said actually to scoop the dishwasher in the back kitchen <laughs> the dishwasher <and> <laughs> ew it's disgusting the dish water i should have said the back wash scoop the dishwater uh, and pour some vodka in oh that's my God. the dirty martini katie wants i literally can't have a martini ever again after this conversation but regardless it was a great date yeah so we had a couple martinis switched to beer it was great like he walked me home and i thought he was really cute and everything was like great I'm like, oh, you're really normal. I really liked that he appreciated what I do for work. And he just looked very, like, he was very, everything I said, like, he was really listening. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, the bare minimum. But he was, like, very, really listening. And he was interested in what I was saying. And honestly, can't complain. Yeah. Can't complain. Then I went home for Thanksgiving. So, obviously, like, we texted the whole time I was home. Like, not... 24 7 but like enough for me to know that he still cared which i think is a big deal like i'm not a huge texter i don't need to text novels and let him know everything i ate in a day but it's nice to know that the person's thinking about you like it's that's really i think it's it's important Mm -hmm. it's important like i like to know like i don't need to have banter i don't need that but i just need to know that they're care that they're thinking oh what's katie up to i don't know that was my issue with he sh- who should not be named as I was seeing him for he, multiple. <laughs> he who must not be he named. He who must not be named. Who I never was, knew your siblings names. I was about to say it. After years. I was like, we were talking. <laughs> this is my go-to like spiel about how angry I am with that man. shit on Voldemort. Yeah, I fucking hate him. <laughs> so I just knocked Literally my Literally years of us being together and he doesn't even remember my siblings names. He's like, oh, by the way, how's that little child that lives in your house, I guess? I don't even remember her name. Oh, that like is your flesh and blood? Like, fuck you. Yeah, oh, she's just graduating elementary school, right? I'm like, no, she's going to college. And I literally told you the college she was going Fuck to. We had a whole Voldemort. discussion on whether or not it'd be a good idea. X, Y, Z. Anyways. Okay. Continue. So let me get into the reason why we are calling him Ben Franklin. Yes. His name is Ben Franklin. And you might be wondering why. And I'm going to let you know. And you should be wondering why. Because you should it's a be strange wondering why. nickname. So date number two rolls around. We, so... He had suggested we go get ice cream, which I love like a nice sober date. Like I like an experience. I love ice cream. Mm-hmm. I was so excited for this date. We we're going to go to this place called Cafe Pana. Is it Pana? Pana? I've never been. So Whatever. I, I, it's in Gramercy. It's this famous cafe supposed to be ice cream fire ice cream place, but if you're ever considering going we actually talked about them on the podcast before, but they're only open Wednesday to Sunday. So don't even think about going any other day. We are going to go on a date Monday night. Well, we, we did. Mm-hmm. But we are going to go there. And I find out when I'm mapping the place to see how far it is that it's closed. So I text him. I'm like, 
uh, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this place is closed. He's like, oh, it's okay. Like, he was like, I'm devastated. Like, it was funny. I was like, I'm devastated too. And he's like, let's go to this place, Pete's Tavern. I didn't know anything about this place, but I walk in. It, there are like Christmas decorations everywhere. There are bulbs like all over the place. Like it looked, it was a magical, mystical fairyland mm-hmm. of Christmas decor. Like fairy lights everywhere. It was stunning in this place. But it's a bar. Like my two favorite things, over the top decorations and a bar. Like I just, I was floored. I was happy. I was thrilled. I walk in, he's sitting at the bar. I love that he always gets there before me because like the worst anxiety is getting there and be, I'm always super on time, like mm-hmm. punctual and I'll never sacrifice that. But I like when a guy is a little bit early because I don't have to frantically be like, yeah. oh shit, where do you want to sit? Where do you want to, like, I like when he's there before me or at the same time as me. That's fine too. So we get to this place. Oh wait, I want to say one thing. Say Fuck. it, sister. Fuck. Oh my God. I have to rewind. Is that okay? Of course, babe. Oh my God. <laughs> what oh. happened? What's two, going on? Two things happened on the first date that I totally forgot to mention. What? You know how I have a trend of like tiny animals following me oh, on dates? Oh, yes. I'm literally Cinderella. The black cat. So on the you sidewalk. guys know I've had this thing where like animals follow me on dates. Like animals. So the first date was like, the black cat crossed my path. Then there were mice. Then there were or rats. Uh, no mice. There were mice. mice. And then like really tiny little field mice. On this date, I look over and he's like, this is the first date. He's like, like looking at his drink. And I'm like, what are you looking at? He's like, there's an ant in my drink. (laughs) And there were ants like on the table. And I'm like, these animals, I'm call me fucking Cinderella or something. Like, anyway, they follow us everywhere. Katie's a creature whisperer. Okay. And the one other little detail that I wanted to mention that I totally, I should have taken notes. Damn it. Anyway, first date. This guy, we're like 10 minutes into this date. I, t- I texted you about this. This guy comes over and he's like, he looked like he's had one too many beers or something. Yeah. He comes over, he's like, okay, hypothetically, if you knew a girl, if you were dating a girl and she told you after you were like dating for a bit that she is an OnlyFans, would you dump her? Oh, I love this Mind you, this is 10 minutes into our date. Like we had just met. <laughs> he looks at me and I'm like, um, I respect the hustle. She probably had a very valid reason for not letting him know. Mm-hmm. I would have a conversation about it and then go from there. And I don't remember what... I, I was so shook. Remember me, you and Colby had a whole conversation about what our answer would have been. What did you say? So I guess for the reverse, would me, for me, it would be like if I was dating a guy and he, after a few dates, said, hey, I have an OnlyFans. Like, what do you think about that? No, but this person was dating this woman for like more than just a few dates. Like yeah. this was it. They were official. They were yeah. official. So and me, he didn't know that she had an OnlyFans. I'm all about getting your bag. Like I'm same, like same. If you have a business that is making money and you're passionate about, then by all means, I think that I would be upset about my significant other having an OnlyFans they didn't let me know about. It's like. I don't know, especially if this is after months of dating. No, that's like... This it's is, like, that's kind of a red flag, right. because then they're lying to you at that point. This it's is, like, yeah. yes, and is withholding the truth the same as lying? Is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's hard. I don't know. 
<laughs> I think it depends. I if mean, it, if they, I don't know. It's, I don't think that's a white lie, to be honest. I think if it's a white lie, then I think it's fine. I think that is not a white lie. I think the if the entire way you're making your living is by doing sex work, I think that's something that not everyone is okay with, and I think that's something that then you need to be very upfront about. Is OnlyFans sex work? Uh, or I think is so. It's art. I think it's sex work. I don't really know what it's considered. I also, I, if you do OnlyFans and you listen to this podcast, just know I wholeheartedly support <laughs> you. My issue is I don't think I would be comfortable with my significant other or a guy I'm seeing like throwing his wiener out there all over the place. Like I don't know. Like, but that's I, a personal thing. Some people would be fine with that. Maybe I would be fine with it. I just I don't but really no, know. I think the issue here is not the OnlyFans. The issue is that they they've been dating them. and this is a big income. Yeah for her like he was he was like she's making a living off of it like this is a big part of her you know when you're dating someone you're either going to get married or break up there's two options we, we talked about that, that. Yep. so if you are dating someone or not married you know what i mean like life partner or you break up whatever mm-hmm. but like you should know to a certain extent how your partner makes money i think it's important and that's just a personal thing not everyone might agree with this but Anyway, that was a really uh, crazy way to start off the 10 minutes. I apologize for going back in time, but I had to because I forgot. Those are two key parts from the this first episode. This episode has been like 0. 0.1, 0. 0.6, 0. 0.3. Are you guys following 0. along? 0. 0.7, 0. 0.1. I think this is going to be our best, longest episode yet. Colby, you're here in spirit. Love you, love you babe. Love you. Um, anyway, so back to the second date at this gorgeous, we were in like Santa Claus's home. We were in Santa Claus's house okay. on this date. And it was great. We were sitting at the bar. He's at the bar. I walk up. He's like, do you want to get a table? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm good with the bar. I love sitting at the bar. Like, I love sitting at the bar. It's like such a nice vibe. You're right at the bartender. You get attention from the bartender right away. You don't have to wait. You know, it's just an easier thing. We were sitting like next to each other, not across from each other, but I kind of liked it. It was more casual. Mm -hmm. And it was great. Like, we chatted. It was great. We were right by his apartment. And so we were there for a few drinks. And... We, it's really fucking cold here now, so you can't just, like, go on a walk. I'm a big go-on-a-walk person. You guys know this. Katie's like, four martinis. Let's go on a walk. I'm like, let's go on a walk. I just want to walk it off. I want to walk home. Like, I don't want to, like, I just like a walk. Even with you or with Colby or anyone. I like a walk. I appreciate that. (laughs) No, like, I like a walk. I think, like, I don't know. I like to walk and talk. Yeah. I'm a real mom walker at the end of the day. We're a walking crow. So we can't really do that right now because it's fucking cold. So very chilly. We walked a little bit to his apartment. We went back to his apartment and we were just like, okay, so first of all, a few things right off the bat that I learned about this guy that I'm like, wow, this is like something. We are the same person Mm -hmm. in a way. Like, we both understand the influencer industry, number one. Number two, he likes country music. Number two, Red, green flag not red flag green flag he, we also are chatting a little bit on his like we're sitting on his couch chatting and he we talk about the fact that we both don't like seafood okay he doesn't like sushi that's like your biggest wet dream <laughs> <laughs> literally like i feel like i always You're like am, you also hate fish like every guy's dating profile is like i love sushi i love sushi i'm like fuck uh, that's so fuck. try hard though well, but no. in your body, like, I love sushi. Well, if you like sushi, you Japanese like sushi. Food. Whatever. Advertise it, I guess. But, like, <laughs> I don't. So, I'm like, this is just the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So, we're at his apartment, and I was telling him about... He already knew from first date about my one podcast, Thick and Thin, that you guys might be familiar with, where I talk about... I give stories every week 
history and psychology based like stuff from the past like I love I have such an appreciation for history like we're talking we're at the bar (laughs) I told you this in the uber tonight about how guys you can't take me anywhere I always bring up dead people I always bring up dead people I, oh my god Katie's Achilles heels and on a date she will bring up a dead person I will bring up a ghost or a spirit or a Katie corpse. will tell a story that is going to haunt you for years so we're on the date and I um I don't know how it came up but he was like do you believe in ghosts or something and I was like, yeah, you don't? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I was like, do you want to know about the most haunted place in New York? Or like one of the most haunted places in New York. And I was telling him about Washington Square Park, which there's a huge story attached to this. I'm not going to bore you with the story. But essentially, when they dug up the arch to... There's a, a famous arch in this park in New York. And it was made of wood for a while. And then they dug up the foundation to put in this more state-of-the-art like limestone or marble version and they found a tomb underneath Washington Square Park with like 500 uh, corpses, like bones, skeletons, that's Mm -hmm. the word. Skeletons. They were like long, long, long past, stacked on top of each other under the arch and no one really knows where they're from. (laughs) So that's a thing. And it used to be a burial ground. I didn't tell them that part. So Washington Square Park, if you're just like laying on Washington Square Park, the grass, you're laying on top of dead people. Just know. Just know. (laughs) You're surrounded by spirits. So I told him this and I'm just like, dumping this on him on the first the Katie's second day. trauma dumping horror ghost stories on and this he's man. like oh so like you like history <laughs> and i'm like yeah i do i love history i love learning i love learning i do now that which I is a good quality now that i don't have to do it i love it yeah does that make sense yes. like i didn't like it in school now i do anyway so we're back in his apartment and he's like oh like wait and one thing led to another and he was like <laughs> he gives me this book okay <laughs> Let me just fast forward. He gives me a book. He, he says, he's like, you should make your next podcast about Ben Franklin and gives me a literal, Adam has it right here. The autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. Written by Benjamin written Franklin. Written by Benjamin Franklin. And I was like, this is the hottest thing that has ever happened to me. Someone is giving me the autobiography of a dead guy that accomplished so much and it has pictures. And I just, I was like, all right, rip all my clothes off right now. (laughs) (laughs) Katie said, next question, my Uh, clothes are in China. (laughs) um, Anyway, so I'm now reading about Ben Franklin and... See, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is a good, like, this is not the bare minimum. This is like the extra step. And I feel like we haven't seen an extra step in a while. I haven't like, seen a gift. This, is, this um, is a nice extra step. I went to the gift shop. <laughs> you did. Katie went to the gift shop, and the gift shop delivered her Mr. Benjamin Franklin in autobiography form. Anyway, so that was date number two, and we'll see um, We'll see what happens. TBD, podcast TBD. listeners. P- ben Franklin, TBD. don't fuck up. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's okay. We're chill here. I love his nickname. If you've gotten through this whole episode, Ben Franklin, if you're listening... And you're still chill with everything we've said? Yeah, what are we at? I don't even know how long we've been talking. Has it been an hour? I can't even see. I'm so blind. We're at 113. Oh, my God. Okay. We've been chit-chit-chatting away. With that, let's answer a question. Okay. So, thank you guys, first of all, so much for sending all of the questions Wait, to the email. I, I want to say Adam's system of the email has worked. I'm just saying, everybody He's roasted thrilled. the shit out of me. 
<laughs> Everybody roasted the shit out of me for my panic <laughs> Instagram story pitching the system. But the system is working, and it's working in the listener's favor. Um, basically, how we're picking the advice segment emails is I do it in order. So the faster you get them in, the faster you'll be answered. Um, and obviously, we try to Wait, answer as many as we can. of the email address. So you can email your advice question to matchmadepodcast at gmail.com. Make the title advice segment or the subject, I should say. And then just make sure that whatever you're putting in there is three to four sentences, because whatever you're going to put at the top is going to be read directly on the episode. And you can include any details at the bottom that are also relevant for us to know. Did that make sense, Kathy? And yes. And if there's any updates... Like, oh, yes. please send the updates because we like to know what happens. So okay? we love doing the advice segment and putting on the questions. But also what we love even more is the updates. Not that we love you more, but it's also really like fun to put on I the I like to know what too. happens. I like to know yep. what happens next. I'm a, I'm a, you know. So if we've answered your question <laughs> on the podcast before and you have an update to whatever we answered from, we'd love to hear an update. Just email the podcast, email matchmadepodcast at gmail.com and put update to, and then just put the episode that you um, were featured on. And then we'll read off the update. But so, all right, question, advice segment. My boyfriend is the best man for a wedding in December. I'm not close with the bride or the groom. I'm clearly keeping our questions in line with the recent wedding theme we've had we've had a wedding theme we did wait i want to say our very best friend got engaged she did mention it one of our best friends jillian got engaged i literally on the last episode talked about how the reason why we we became close is because of this girl jillian from our hometown and she's engaged now so congratulations jillian we also it's kind of funny we didn't even talk about our like what happened when we went home because we didn't have to because nothing really happened (laughs) that's the thing this is the first year that katie and i have gone home and the wednesday night before thanksgiving we did not see a single person from our high school except for jillian and i'm thrilled except for jillian who's our best like one of our best friends our circle is close and i love it that's it that's all i wanted for that night katie and i went to dinner at amazing restaurant in annapolis and then Met up with Jillian, met up with Jillian and her then boyfriend, now fiance. The night before she got engaged. It was so special. And he told us and he was like proposing to Jillian tomorrow at noon. He told us guys at, oh my God, I'm like freaking out because I I just am reliving reliving it right now. Like he showed us the ring. We were freaking out. We were both like, oh my God, I'm the worst person to, to tell a secret to. I know. So... But I'm glad it was only one night I had to keep the secret. And then Katie and I the next day were like, oh my God, did she text you yet? What's going on? I'm like, Adam, have you heard anything? (laughs) I'm like, I want to text her, but like be not obvious and be like, hey, how's your Thanksgiving going? Anyway, so I just wanted to mention that because like, I can't believe we didn't mention that. Like our best friend is engaged now. Anyway continue so we're we're on an engagement theme though both of us are very far from being engaged so this is the advice segment so my boyfriend is the best man for a wedding in december i'm not close with the bride or the groom and anytime we are in a group setting they totally ignore me and will hardly say anything to me my boyfriend wants me to go to the wedding but i know he will be busy doing best man duties while i'm left to socialize with two of his other friends who i'm not close with should i go to the wedding even though i strongly dislike emphasized spending time with the bride and the groom okay so there's also some more information and it's kind of quick so i feel like oh, i should probably share it. it i need to hear a little bit more so the more context is for context my boyfriend and i have been together for over a year and we're seniors in college we're involved in a campus ministry so it's not unusual for this ring by spring energy in the yeah, air. Yeah, totally, totally. He normally picks up on the fact that they ignore me and it upsets him too. He hates that his friends accepted their friend's fiance 
while we've been together for a year and they still hardly talk to me, but he has yet to say something to them about it. I just feel like I'm going to feel awkward at the wedding. Worried about who I will sit and talk with, but also want to be there for my boyfriend on this special day. Okay, here's my opinion on this. Like, your boyfriend is the best man. He's not just a groomsman. He's the best man. Like, that's important. Even if these people are the scum of the the earth, like, you should go for him. Yeah, it, it would bug me. You only have been together for a year. I don't know. I, I do... It does bug me that he hasn't done anything to really, like, smooth things over with them and, like, make them accept you mm-hmm. or, or at least have a conversation about it. But granted, like, they're a lot happens when you get engaged and you're planning a wedding and like there's a lot of stress like I feel like he didn't want to overwhelm them with a conversation of like why don't you like my girlfriend it is like a little bit something that you should discuss later on like after the wedding after the honeymoon after whatever and like if you're gonna plan on seeing these people often like have that conversation but I think that this is one of those things that you just have to do yeah and here's the thing like you might know like two people you don't really know them well find someone else it's a wedding there's a lot of people and everyone is is in a good mood because it's a wedding okay everyone is willing to socialize because it's a wedding so Mm -hmm. you go in there and you look for the person that looks like they're having a good time and you you do what you got to do to be friends with them for the night you never have to speak to them again but you will find like someone you and even if it takes a lot of faking and a little bit of alcohol don't get like bombed yeah but you don't want to get too trashed no, at night don't for sure. Monitor but it, monitor it. But get some liquid courage. A little bit of liquid courage, and it would mean the absolute world to him that you do this. The thing is, I think a lot of us, like I don't want to discredit your feelings, but I do feel like a lot of us assume someone hates us when maybe they don't. They mm-hmm. might just not know us very well. So just keep that in mind. Like maybe things will be fine. Like maybe in a few years you guys will all laugh about this and be like, remember when I thought you guys hated me? Like blah blah yeah. when I was at your wedding. Like don't do something that you might regret later and also like it is a good gesture to your boyfriend and just keep a good mentality about it and i think that it's definitely a conversation to have after the wedding like i just don't feel like these people like understand me very well or don't know me very well like and i think that that's something you can have a a conversation you can have at a later date like i want them to like me how should i go about it i don't know i I also kind of think though like you have the clout your boyfriend is the best man at the wedding you do have the clout like you can walk (laughs) around and you're into any conversation can be like oh like who who do you know like who are you friends with the bride or the groom and be like my boyfriend who i'm obsessed with is the (laughs) best man to xyz and i love him and blah 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 and i'm so happy for them like whatever like you kind of have that in so use that to your advantage. Like, you're the girlfriend of the best man. Like, if other people kind of aren't giving you the time of day, like, at least that's how you have an entry point to making friends at night. And not even just that he's, like, the the best man. He's famous. But <laughs> that people will understand. Anyone who's ever been to a wedding before will understand that that's why you're kind of stag and you're by yourself. And they'll make an extra effort to include you, I think, because they know yeah. that you your boyfriend is busy. Yeah. And I think if these people are normal people, which maybe the bride and groom aren't, but everyone else at the wedding <laughs> hopefully will be, or someone will, you will find like out of like, I don't know, like even a small wedding, like 50 people, like you will find someone that you can talk to. And at the, at the end of the day, weddings are like, I don't know how long this one's going to be, but like the ones that I've been to in the past or like, you'll get through it and you'll be very proud of yourself for getting through it because you care about this 
you care about this man. And so you will do it for him. And like Katie said, it's four to five hours probably of your life tops, right? Like, yeah. You'll get, you'll get a meal out of it. It's not like it's like a 24-hour event. You get like, free dinner out of it. Yeah, so You it's, get a free meal. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the time. Spend time with your boyfriend where you have the chance. Let him do his thing as the best man and, like, have a good time supporting the groom and everything like that. But just know, like, you're kind of in the power position here. You're the girlfriend of the best man. Like, you have every right to, like, go around and meet new friends. <laughs> yeah. And, have a good time make as well. the most make lemonade out of lemons honey yes that is what you got to do in this situation but i i do we get the stress oh, that is so shitty i'm sorry but yeah. i don't know kill them with kindness you know if they're ignoring you yes. kill them with kindness kill them with kindness the best thing you can do is be the nicest person look in the like room. you're having the best time and they'll be like fuck we're bitches yeah <laughs> you know what People, we misread her. People are only mean to you if they're envious of something you have. Yeah, that they something can't. clearly, like, it's a them problem. It's yeah, not, a you, not problem. a you problem. So enjoy the time. Um, on the same topic of weddings, oh we have God. another. We have the next. Actually, so I think I said at the beginning of the episode, the way I do the advice segment reads is I try to do it in order of submission. And we have two back-to-back wedding ones. So we have a theme here, clearly. So I'm looking for some objective perspective on a current situation I'm in. One of my best friends is getting married. I'm in her bridal party and she did not give me a plus one. The issue is she is friends with my partner who is not invited and also cannot go to the wedding because I do not have a plus one. Wait, what the (laughs) fuck? Am I allowed to be upset about this? Yes. Who the hell is this bride? Kathy, let me finish. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) When I told her I felt hurt, she was dismissive and doubled down on her quote-unquote choice to not have a plus one. Keep in mind, another one of her BFFs also does not get a plus one. Same situation. She is friends with the other bridesmaid's partner. Literally everyone else gets gets one, so this feels personal, and she denies this. I have suspicions her fiancé is controlling and borderline abusive, yet I feel like I can't say anything to her. Oh my god. Also, she literally blocked my partner on social media and deleted posts of me and her. What am I supposed to make of all this? Why are... Oh my god. I would be like, I'm not being a fucking bridesmaid in your wedding. That is kind of crazy. Well, okay. Being a bridesmaid, I haven't been one yet. But I've, from what I've heard, it's very expensive. Because yeah. you have to pay for, like, a lot of things. That was the first thing that came to my mind, too. It's an, it's an investment to be a bridesmaid. It, yes, it's an honor. It is an honor, and you feel special, but then you realize you have to pay for the dress. You have to pay for, like, there's a lot of things. If you're going to the bachelorette party, like, you have to pay for that. Like, there's a lot of expenses involved. Like, it's like buying something. Like, you could buy something really nice for yourself, or you could be someone's bridesmaid. Yeah. And if this person... The first, my first thought, like, oh, your partner's not invited. Like, yeah, it does sound personal to me. But the fact that they have him blocked or him or her blocked on social media. Yeah, that's a lot. I would say respectfully, I decline. If you're in too deep, like, I don't know what you do. If you've already gotten the dress or this what. This is a hard is this situation. A, I don't know who, because who wrote this, if this is a girl or a guy. Or, it's a girl. Like, if you bought the dress, like, holy shit. But I'm also wondering, like, she said her friend, who's also in the bridal party, her partner was also not invited Yeah, but is her, par- is her partner blocked as well? I, no, th- we the, didn't specify that, The thing but... that is sticking out to me is the fact that this person, this really is ringing to what our last week's, our last episode's question. About the maid of honor who was uncomfortable being the maid of honor. I feel like you should feel uncomfortable. Well, you should you should feel like it's personal because it does seem very personal. The fact that this person has your fucking partner blocked on 
social media. Her main question was, am I allowed to be upset about this? A hundred percent you're allowed to be upset about this. Can you hear from me? I'm upset for you. I don't even know you. And I'm upset. Can you imagine that I'm like, let's say I'm your man of honor or whatever. (laughs) Like, I don't know what you're going to call it. And you're like, oh, you can't have a plus one. Like. No. Okay. (laughs) Here's what I understand with the plus ones. If they're doing this thing where like, if you're only seriously dating someone or dating someone, Mm -hmm. then like you're a lot of plus one. If you're like me, I'm single right now. I'm going on dates, but I'm not taken. Like then I understand maybe not getting a plus one. Yes. And because at the end of the day, like if you're, if you're having a wedding, you're paying for people. Like you're paying for their dinner. You're paying for their experience. So you want people to be there who are like longevity in your life. Right. If it's just like a fling, maybe you don't give them a plus one, you know, and I fully understand that this is a, your partner. Yeah. And they also have them blocked on social media. That's weird. I don't know why she did that. That's so petty and strange. It's fucking bizarre. And I would back out as quickly as I could. Like, I don't even know what that's giving. Like it's giving Well, I would obviously first have a, a conversation about it. Yeah. Like, right. why is what they said blocked, right? Also, Did I she that? literally blocked my partner on social media and deleted posts of me and her. Deleted posts of me and her. Okay. At that point, I would not be in her bridal party. I'd be like, look, sis, like, clearly you have some vendetta against me. I feel like at this point. Wait, why is she even a bridesmaid? <laughs> I feel like at this point, the bride probably just has these bridesmaids as like tokens to like. She doesn't She have doesn't want to. Yeah, she doesn't. She wants she like needs, a good number of she bridesmaids. She needs bodies. Yeah. She needs bodies. Because I think her... you're literally just a body jar at this point. That's my honest opinion. So treat her as a body. Yeah. Fucking throw her off the roof. Also, to be honest, <laughs> just like. Kidding, I'm just kidding. No, but I mean. Don't throw off a roof like Miss Kathy over there said. We don't endorse murder on no, this podcast. We don't endorse that. Don't throw off the roof. I mean, geez, Kathy, like let's take it to the let's take it forty notches down. But you know, if you are thinking about all the things that go into a wedding, like traveling to the venue, paying for a dress, paying for a gift, XYZ, like And giving your time. Your time 100%. is money. Are you about to spend five hundred plus dollars on this girl who and five plus blocked hours? your partner on social media? Like how valuable deleted- is your time? deleted photos with you 100 percent. even if you value your time at 20 dollars an hour which i guarantee you're a hundred dollars an hour girl like your five hours at I'm that dead. wedding I'm dead. is gonna cost you minimum a hundred dollars of your day like you don't want that like i at this point let's give her some action items because we're just shitting on this bride yeah we're really so yeah. i feel like what you have to do is you have to step one have a conversation with her whether it be via text or via calling i don't know how close in geometry oh my god (laughs) geography you are geographically how close you are but i would like get in person with her or on the phone or something like that and just express to her how just give her perspective like you are going to be in every single one of her wedding photos like her her bridesmaid Mm -hmm. wedding photos i like at this point i'm like if you don't appreciate, if you don't like appreciate me enough to keep the photos of us on your Instagram and you've blocked someone that I care about that I've chosen as my partner on social media, like I just, I don't feel like you would want me in your bridal party photos. And I just don't feel like I'm the right choice as a bridesmaid. I don't know how you need to phrase that, but at this point, this person clearly doesn't respect you. So I don't even think it matters how you phrase it. I think you get out of there. I think you value your time. You value your energy. You value your money. And you're like, this is clearly not worth any of those things to me. Amen. And move on. Move the fuck on. Oh, 
<laughs> and guys. <laughs> Holy fuck. We've been talking for so long. Kathy, I think maybe uh, we should drink a, a lot more when we're recording. I mean, K- I, Katie will edit this and she'll go back and be like, Adam, we literally we sounded bombed. like psychopaths. This episode bombed. <laughs> Just kidding. I think it was pretty good. I, I think, think it was good. I think there's some good themes involved. We ended on a matrimonial note. Yeah, I mean, you guys um, heard our dating life updates, which is, you know, all but always crazy. <laughs> who the hell knows? <laughs> if but, anything, hopefully it gives you guys inspiration that, you know, people who... <laughs> Nobody has it figured out is the the moral of the story. We certainly don't. But we definitely don't. We're just we're just having fun. We're just having fun. We're out here having fun. And we're glad you guys are having fun with us. Submit all your advice <laughs> hey, segments to Match Maybe Podcast. Maybe have fun this episode. Who knows? Yeah. If you guys hate it, feel free to DM us. <laughs> you guys we are love like, shorten the fuck out of these episodes. You give guys give us are... the positive, the negative, the in between. If you hate a long episode, let us know. If you love a long episode, let us know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll go to the cuckoo more often. Pre for you. Recording. We pre-gamed at Le, Le Cuckoo. <laughs> a little bird. The bird. Anyway. All right, guys. It's been fun. Love Bye. ya. See ya. Bye.